This is part two of two of our conversation on dystopias and uh, their contemporary representation. Um, this is the last time we'll be splitting our long-form conversation into two parts. Uh, beginning in September, uh, our conversations will be unedited and will appear every other week uh, on Monday. And then on the off weeks, we'll be launching something new called Notes on the American Age, um, which will be a series of audio snippets from each of us uh, reflecting on maybe a conversation we, there's three of us shared, or maybe even just some other observation that we think is relevant to the American Age Project. One other note on this week's uh, podcast, unfortunately, we had an audio issue um, at near the beginning that's going to affect the quality. We were able to, our production engineer, Chris Edmire, was able to uh, rescue the audio uh, for the conversation, which we thank him for. Um, as always, thanks very much for listening, and we hope you enjoy the conversation. There is evidence that masking does prevent the transmissions. <laughs> It's super weak though. So actually I want to, I want to, I want to, I don't want to jump into like the mass debate, but what I want to do is when you said that Seth, you threw your hands up as if you were dealing with children, not children in the podcast, but like DeSantis was a child uh, or something like well, I'm that. I'm a child. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so can, can I, 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 I think there's a great deal of trust between the three of us. Can yeah. I tell you that, that, very serious people think that the argument for masking children is total dog shit and that there isn't actually good but it evidence but for it wasn't doing the it. children i was speaking about i was talking about the the adults who can transmit it to each other oh it, so schools right yes. we're talking about schools yeah mm -hmm. okay so the largest study ever on masking in schools was done in sweden where 1.2 million children went to school in 2020 unmasked mhm mm do you know how many? So let's talk about the kids before we talk about the adults. Do you know how many kids contracted and died of COVID in Which 2020 in Sweden through school? I appreciate the information, but I was that wasn't my issue. But go ahead. Yes, okay. how many people died? It's, it's children or infected. Sorry, zero. zero, zero, zero kids died. Zero, a big fat. I'm holding up a zero. We're not on camera. It's a zero. Zero <laughs> kids died, and children and and teachers were less likely than other frontline workers to, contra to contract uh, the coronavirus. Mm. The story that just came out in the New York Times was absolute drivel. It was as bad as the Cooper story. It, it, was, like, it was like reading a shell game where they go like, look, here are these schools. Not only was there not a, an RCT, a randomized control trial, there was no control at all. They took, a, they took an obser a retrospective observational study from two totally disparate environments that are not at all analogous and said, see, masks work. Now, am I a virologist? No, but I can read. And many, and many, many other marginalized experts, uber-duber experts, tenured professors, write for medical journals, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. have called this article out as total dog shit. The, only the United States has this issue around masking in schools and children. France was able to do it. Sweden was able to do it. Most of the world sends, sent their kids to school just fine and continue to send their kids to school just fine. We are absolute nut jobs in this country about oh, it. Okay, so, so let me ask this. In, in Sweden, what was the rate of the vaccine? What was the vaccination rate for the general population? Well, quite low in 2020. The vaccine didn't exist. Uh, okay, so, so what was We're the talking 2020. We're talking in the height of the pandemic. Right, so how many people generally in Sweden were sick? 
Oh, so Sweden, Sweden over the course of 2020 did not perform as well as its other Scandinavian peers that should be acknowledged. Mm -hmm, It was kind mm -hmm. of in the middle of the pack amongst other, uh, it certainly performed better than the United States. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Sweden shut down quite famously. If you were to look at them now, they are one of the best performing countries in the world. I think they had zero, they averaged zero deaths over the last seven days or 14 days, or when I looked a few days ago, that's what it was. So, And I don't wanna, I know I brought it up, but I only brought it up it's kind of a weird footnote, but the ready at hand dismissal of that that is often brought to bear around the COVID stuff is an example of being captured by an ideology. I am telling mm. you both with absolute certainty, the representation of COVID in our approach in the media is as blinkered and one-sided as the Cooper piece. Absolutely. Not kind of, mm-hmm. absolutely as selective. I, 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 know, I was about to bring another up example, but I'm not going to do that. Please, <laughs> someone else say <laughs> so, but, but my thing is, I want I want you to understand, Travis, that I threw up my hands when Stephen um, said, when Stephen was talking about not so much the mask wearing as something around, something around, I, my response to him was my frustration with, having listened to a bunch of podcasts in the past few days about the unvaccinated in America and how Mm. people have various reasons for going unvaccinated. One woman talking about, Oh, I know I can trust my immune system. It's going to work fine. She had COVID twice. Um, Mm. Uh, Okay. So I don't know if I believe that because the number of people that have had COVID twice with reinfection is vanishingly tiny. Travis, but let me, let me finish this point, please. Um, Sure. I, I can't I, I, I can't vet these programs or or double double um double check whether they, the people that they put on in on Fair the enough. mic are, sure. are, are are worth believing. But these are these are people telling their own experiences, right? So you can you can hear these at um on the Washington Post Journal, Journal Reports, the Post, which is the podcast for Washington Post, mm-hmm. and the Daily. Um I also listen to that, which is a podcast for the New York Times. And there are various people have that have various reasons for not wanting to get vaccinated. And one person is like, um, it's poison. Another person is like, I'm just not an early adopter. And and if it's it's still under emergency use by um, um, or emergency uh, uh, um, what's the word? Um, not qualification, but um, emergency. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, the FDA hasn't fully approved it, right? Or they've had COVID. No. Well, well, one of the reasons people cite is that for not taking the vaccine is that it's it's not been fully approved by the FDA. Right. So, right. so there are a, a bunch of reasons, all of which seem to me to to amount to. Um, in the aggregate, and maybe maybe the mainstream news mm. um, media has a lot to do with this, but ultimately, what you get is what we have now, which is you have people on one side saying it should be my personal choice, and um, you have an, a, a kind of explosion of COVID cases in Texas and Florida, where people are the sort of most um, most vehemently. Uh, 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 in terms of uh, vaccination rates in Florida are quite high. Okay, but okay, but then then what do you then? How do you account for because the, the vaccines don't work that that the news has been telling you they work? That I, I mean, here's the thing: you don't have to believe me 
This is in, in the next two weeks, I, I would say pro- most likely given given the, the 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 papers that I've read that I'm happy to share mm-hmm. that that the Pfizer vaccine is probably in the neighborhood of about 40 to 50 percent effective against the Delta variant. It looks like Moderna might be slightly better up at mm-hmm. 70 or 80 percent, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's just not true. It's not 95 percent against okay, this okay. most recent variant. And there are going to be other variants. Right. They're now automatically so the lambda yeah. variant is coming, and so the idea that again this is an ideological narrative that that people are trapped inside of. Mm-hmm. Like I am, there is there is a segment of the population within which it makes absolute sense to be vaccinating them, mm-hmm. like slam dunk. There, there are high-risk populations that if there is a vaccine, you should be taking it. Mm-hmm. It is much more mixed the younger that you get, and the people that are choosing not to do it are not necessarily rubes. I, just to let, I am not vaccinated because there is zero fucking good evidence that there's any reason for me to get vaccinated because I had COVID. Every larger study has shown that natural immunity is at least as effective as the vaccine. And anything that is said to the contrary is absolute misinformation. It is misinformation. I just watched it two days ago on CNN. Mm -hmm. Someone, they had a doctor on who, like, the evidence shows that you should, that the vaccine is more effective against natural immunity. That is absolutely false. If you have heard that, that is false. If anyone is curious about it, email me and I will send you the papers to prove it. I'm not, it's I'm not, not real. Okay, I'm not. I'm. I, neither of us are arguing. The rest of us on this podcast are arguing. That, <laughs> no, like we're cool with that. We're cool with that. No, no. But but let me but let me say th- th- so. But the reason I bring it up is because. Would we have shamed anyone else who in, in our history, in your, in your sort of woke, liberal, I care about other human being history, would you shame people for poor choices? Like, did you do yeah, you think that people yeah, should that, have contracted AIDS because no, they, they, should, they should have stopped fucking in New York? No, and the no, like, no, 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 but we no, did, did uh, no, but, people. Yeah, they just, they oh, just I know they did. Yeah. Oh, you're saying that you shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but but I'm also but, but I think and I'm not, and here I'm really not well read enough on this, but I seem to recall some reading some story the other day where when the polio vaccine or the MMR vaccine, uh, mumps, measles, and rubella vaccine were mm-hmm. first developed, that that there were people who were resistant, and there was some sort of collective effort to say, hey dummy like you need to do this and 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 mm-hmm. essentially got people on board with the MMR so that the majority of children going to um public or public schools I think that's a fair point right I think that's a fair point I think you I think you have a fair point right so so there is a historical precedent at least to treating people who kind of don't get with a program of public health that has been shown conclusively to use shame yeah, it's yes. We've yeah. talked about it on the podcast before. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have a, it's a fair point. I just, I, 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 the more I listen to these stories, um, the more I get the sense that there is, again, with a lot of these things, like, like as in Cooper's one-sided version of what happened in the uh, uh, 2020 election, there's always like a grain of truth or not even there's a couple of grains there's always like some truth there but then that sure. truth gets sort of 
blown up to become this sort of ideological readout, like 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 mm. like this impenetrable fortress that you're talking about. And I want to say, if if I am within some sort of iron ideological fortress, uh, I don't know how you can. I don't know who is outside of that. There's lots of people outside of it. It's just they're not. They. they are not getting published in the New York Times or the Washington Post, and they're not in certain Twitter feeds. They are, they are like Vinay. I'll give you an example of someone who isn't even remotely controversial. Vinay Prasad, who is a professor at UCSF and is like an incredibly, uh, like if you were to see his CV, you would just see endless publications. He's he's in the middle of his career. He's an oncology professor. He is all over the absolute nonsense about schools and masking in children. He's all over it. That you will never see that guy published in the New York Times. He's published in MedPage all the time. So, like, th- there are alt- there are alternative, there are very qualified, deep. I mean, I don't, you know, the first thing that I do when I look at an alternative narrative, there are two things that I do is I look at the person's background and then I look at the criticism of that person. Mm-hmm. Like always for all of these people, there are people of absolutely unimpeachable credentials that you won't even get a whisper of from uh, in in these publications. Okay, so what does his name is Prasad? Vinay Prasad, V I N A Y Prasad, P R A S A D. Okay, so what does Prasad recommend? So he's on. So Prasad, as far as vaccination goes, he doesn't really talk about it much. He's very much like get the vaccine. Vaccines are great. You know, vaccines protect mm-hmm. you, etc. The thing that he is all, and there are other people that, as far as the vaccine stuff goes, that are more skeptical of it. I am on the the vaccine stuff. I am careful, um, or mm. I try and be careful. So uh, I know my main issue with the vaccine stuff, and I won't spend any time with this. I'll go back to Vinay Prasad for uh, quickly. My main issue with the vaccine is that no one is talking about prior infection as a valid category, and there is no, it, there is nothing other than anecdotal like kind of CDC press release studies mm-hmm. um, to suggest that if you've had COVID previously, honestly, I should probably be careful saying this because YouTube could, because platforms will censor you for saying this. Like even though, oh, absolutely. People get blocked all the time for, for, for countervailing the, the prevailing opinion, which is why this criticism of big tech, I think is absolutely valid, but there is not, it, it, I, I, it, we can do a different podcast on that, and I can send you a list of people who have been censored for saying things that are outside the mainstream, and they are qualified to say it. So, mm, um, I mean, mm. other like uh, oncology professors, other virologists that just have an alternative view of things. So, l- l- let me just say that that is my my biggest issue around the vaccine stuff is that there is no they are. It's an absolute piece of propaganda to suggest that natural that there is sufficient evidence to suggest that natural immunity is not as good as as prior vaccination. So, but but I I'm not sticking. What I'm saying is that after that on the vaccine stuff, I am open minded. But you know, when my parents, my dad, and my dad, she's like, should I get the vaccine? I was like, yeah, I think you guys should get vaccinated. Like, if mm-hmm. so, if I was to ask when when our employees when when uh, we paid for them. We gave them paid time off to go get vaccinated. So from my, from where I'm at, 
I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. believe that it is ninety five percent effective. Uh, I, I I don't. I not only I don't believe it is not ninety five percent effective. I'm sorry. But, go ahead. But, you, you, yeah, yeah. yeah, but the question was, what does Prasad recommend? Okay, no, no, right. So what I'm getting to is that mm. I, I think you have to assemble like a bricolage your way mm-hmm. forward through this stuff. So Prasad might have whatever private opinions he has about the vaccine. That's not his thing, right? He In public, he's like, you should get vaccinated, and that's fine. But the thing that he pulls apart is the va- is the masking around particularly mm. around schools and children that is the and he thinks that it is absolute nonsense to be doing this he thinks oh. it's total nonsense it's not okay. based on anything other than superstition okay so but here's the thing for me you're right i think mostly in your observation that there are various bubbles um ideological uh um uh, edifices um, that we inhabit, and that lots of people with contrarian or narratives that account run counter to the mainstream version of whatever mm-hmm. um, aren't given a platform as wide a platform as other people mm-hmm. um, within that mainstream narrative. My, I think part of my problem I'm, I've come to realize with the way in which you sort of, you're sort of, I, I, this is maybe a bridge too far, Travis, and, and mm-hmm. feel free to tell me. Mm-hmm. It feels like you're slightly heroicizing these people who are running counter to the mainstream narrative. And I want to say, okay, that's great. You're, 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 you're showing how it's, um, it's a house of cards, but then you're not necessarily telling us what what to do with that like it's great to be able to tear shit down that's that's as you say bullshit or dog shit and great to be able to say okay this is not true but then the next step which i often don't hear these kinds of people that you're presenting taking is what then to do like so what's the way forward Mm. do you have a plan so i don't think so um i don't I probably wouldn't, I mean, God, I hope I don't make these people heroic as a matter of course. I think some of them probably are because they're, mm-hmm. you know, everyone around them has one particular opinion and they are willing to say that, no, you guys are all wrong. I think that pretty much fits the definition of bravery in a social group, unless you are or, yourself or, a contrarian or unless you're a contrarian. Or madness or, 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 um, or, um, narcissism. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, if we want to pathologize them, yes, I'm saying let's, let's not pathologize them Mm -hmm. and say that it is quite difficult to disagree with everyone around you when your livelihood is based on your success in your social circle. But but I want to say, given the examples that you've just given, right, um, like that, that, that we've been discussing, I should say, Prasad and Dal Cooper. They're not just. No, no, I don't think I would. I wouldn't. No, no, I wouldn't throw Cooper into that group. That's not what I'm saying. Mm, I, okay. I, I, if I suggested that, I, I retract that entirely. I do not think Cooper falls under the same. Benet Prasad absolutely does because he, you know, 
he, he is surrounded by people of a particular I mean, Stanford is requiring weekly testing for vaccinated and unvaccinated people alike. Like, to, I, 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 the reason mm. that my voice gets so animated is because I literally mm-hmm. feel like we are reading an Aesop fable. Like, the emperor has no fucking clothes on people. Like, look around. Like, he does not. And yet, we are going about things as if he does. Oh, thank you very much. Oh, yes, the, the emperor looks wonderful mm. today. Yes, I like, yes, oh, I see. Did you see the wisdom of the, like, I just, like, it's maddening to me. And so that's why I get as animated. Let me, but let me just address your specific thing. No, there's very specific things to do. Open schools immediately. Kids don't need to be masked. It's an open debate whether you should, you know, pe- kids in high school, it's a slightly different thing. Once you get north of 14, you know, the the evidence mm. suggests that maybe kids are, quote unquote, kids uh, uh, might need additional teenagers. Thank you. Much better mm-hmm. word for it um, for them <laughs> um, <laughs> might be a might be a group that requires additional um, protections. Uh, you know, the masking thing, I you know, I've gone back and forth on it. I was very like, you know, where's the beef with the with the argument for masking, you know, I. I will say that the surgical mask, mask and a cloth mask probably does like virtually nothing. I mean, if for, for a respiratory virus. Um, and so, you know, if we were really concerned about mitigating the spread, you know, amongst high school students, you know, you probably would need to be talking about properly fitted N95 or KN94 masks. Mm. Uh, you know, I sociologically, Implementing something like that, like actually getting into kind of the public health of like instituting something like that with a bunch of high school students, I don't know. But kids should not be masked in schools. Kids should all be back in school. And uh, as far as other people I've cited around the vaccine, many of them think that Sweden had the right approach, which is that you need to protect your most vulnerable population, and then you're actually doing a disservice by keeping young people from being exposed to the virus because you basically, when it's exposed to your young, your immune system, when you're young enough, you're going to most likely you're going to respond to it in in a robust way and you're going to be fine. And then that immunity will persist until, until you're older. Um, and maybe we should be having regular vaccination campaigns around the elderly 60s, 70s, et cetera. mm -hmm. So these are concrete steps that could be done differently. And my issue isn't that bureaucrat, my, my main thing isn't that bureaucrats are too chicken shit to do this. This is what, I mean, government officials are often too chicken shit to do things that need to be done. My issue is that the media is in the bag with Mm. one view of things. And Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm, view mm -hmm. is, is clearly not the whole story right now. What's the view? Oh, that, that people are being stacked up outside like cordwood as COVID-19 tears through communities. And children mm. are, are just one variant away from being, you know, being typhoid corpses piled up by the roadside. That we need to like fear one another, that the vaccine mm-hmm. and, big te- and, and big pharma is our only way out of this. We've just got, if they say vaccinate three times a year, you should be vaccinating three times a year. Science, like that's the view. Like it's science, I, it's, it's science said it. I was talking to science and science told me to do this. Like mm. that's, that's the prevailing narrative right now. Um, and you know, it's, uh, 
I sound like your crazy uncle now. I say, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Travis, it's time for you to come and take your medicine <laughs> right now. Right now, don't wait. You're making some really good points, though, about the the lopsidedness of the media. You say it's completely in the bag. I'm I'm inclined to believe that because of the way the rush to fix something that the the, mm. the u.s has in general that's all i have to say i don't have very much else to say i'm just think rethinking my perspective in terms of just accepting wholesale the information that i'm getting yeah no i get it i mean uh you know though i know you know not to not to make it sound uh noble it's it's not it's just how my brain works like i regularly uh, steven i regularly think about interactions that you when you have interactions with your son around you know like treating the covid stuff like i absolutely get the deep distrust that mm-hmm. that that people feel that are outside of uh, or that aren't maybe fully engaged with all of the nuances of the difference it just it smells wrong like this story just it mm-hmm. smells wrong to people i'm sorry go ahead no so i want to say this i was so happy that it didn't demonize my son that i came and mm-hmm. yelled at about him to everybody else, but I didn't <laughs> to him. I wanted him to, I just want to hear it more. I want to hear why people don't want to do stuff. Yeah. One, because I don't want to argue with a bunch of people about something that feels like it's not all there. Me, and what I mean mm. by that is there's more to the story and here we are arguing about this and that, but it's really the different contexts that we can approach. And sometimes we're talking about vaccines we're talking about masks and talking about anti-maxers and we're actually talking about something else. We're talking about a culture that doesn't, that's not cohesive. And we're talking about the, the fissures and the, and the distrust we have of each other and of the government sure, and of big business. So we're not talking about the thing itself. We're talking about the context. So that's, mm, I'm just trying to be aware of those things. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so. yeah. yeah. So we we got just a few minutes left. Stephen has uh, a lot of uh, big things to do today. No, I'm really important. Seriously. If you no. know how important it was, oh my god, I'm so important. I'm too important for myself. I'm so way too I, important. I, so I talked a lot, which I appreciate you guys giving me the space to do that. So I'd like to mm-hmm. ask you both a question, and then I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have anything to say about it other than to pose a question. How do you guys feel um, about two part question? How do you guys feel about the uh, vaccine passport mandate uh, in New York City. Mm-hmm. Um, and have you thought about its effect on blacks in the city who are disproportionately not vaccinated and the the possible impact that this will have on non-posh Manhattan restaurants? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go first if you don't mind, Stephen. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm okay with vaccine mandates. Um, from what I understand, uh, from the little that I've read about them, they have been implemented in places in, in cities in Europe, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I, I don't know how I don't know the efficacy uh, 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 of these mandates. But it seems to me, again with the not again, but with the caveat that. As you pointed out, Travis, there needs to be some calculation done to take on board people who've had actually had the disease and um, would be sort of naturally um, inoculated against having it again. Um, I think that there may be 
tests available to to do that and then in which, in which case are. someone could test into that and then could receive a quote-unquote vaccine passport so i don't think that that's mm. necessarily uh 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 it, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that that people who've had covid would be harmed by um the institute the institution of, of that kind of policy um uh, and how do I feel about black people being disproportionately affected? Um, I don't, I'm not very good at wrapping my head around how I feel about how groups behave. I think that, um, I, I, I just, I don't, I don't have anything insightful to say about that. I, I feel that, um, it's a public health matter. So if the public kind of doesn't pull together, it's really going to pull apart. So, uh, Stephen? <laughs> um, I would like to answer those questions next time. Okay. <laughs> cool. Only because I don't have the bandwidth at the moment, and I'm not no, really, really, what's the word? I'm not confident. I have a very quick answer to both of them, but I don't trust them at the moment because I'm engaged in another like set of things right now for the day. So I like to answer yeah. them later. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we can come back to that. Um, I, you know, so if I, that makes sense to not necessarily need or want to parse the group in that way. Um, I, I clearly, I threw that in there as a sub question because um, it, the posturing irritates me again on the quote unquote progressive left, like this very much, this policy fits. It, and I agree that it is just a public health question and to mm -hmm. parse it in other ways um, is maybe not relevant, but it is the way in which most policies, particularly by people like Ibram Kendi, like, I mean, the anti-racist idea, I mean, vaccine passport, I, I love catching people in a bind of kind of how shallow their ideologies are. This does not apply to you or Steven at all. Um, but no, no, it really doesn't. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't feel that way about it. Uh, and, uh, but this, it seems to me that this policy quite clearly is racist. And so by Ibram Kendi's definition of it, like a policy is either anti-racist, it either does not segregate and marginalize black people or black and brown bodies, or it does. And so this policy, by its very definition, because of its distribute because of vaccination distribution in the demographics of the city, is quite clearly racist by his own definition. So I, 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 this doesn't, this isn't anything that you traffic in. These aren't ideas that you, you really traffic in. You know, we've obviously racism has come up a bunch on the podcast, but, um, but you know, it is a public health issue and it's only being treated at, the, at, at, it's being sort of compartmentalized in that way. And all of the other sort of inconvenient implications of it are being swept to the side again by an ideological narrative in the media. So. Okay. I, I thought you weren't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, but Stephen was. But Stephen, but Stephen didn't say anything. Hey, and so I had to fill the last few minutes. What? I want to say we should go to waste. God, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I apologize. All right. All right. So, so please, uh, <laughs> Seth, have the last word. <laughs> no, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> Take Goodbye. good care. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye-bye.